welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the Nerd Party and follow us on Twitter at Join Nerd Party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo, and leave a comment for us there. Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. It's the end of September, which means we're still talking about... The Ninth Doctor. That's right. And as we get to the end of the month and our sort of celebration focus on the Ninth Doctor and mostly Christopher Eccleston's role as the Ninth Doctor, since we know other people have played that role. I was going to say, but not exclusively. We thought we'd fill one of the gaps uh, in the Ninth Doctor's run with a Ninth Doctor Christmas special. Yes. And so uh, we're going to be talking about that. And for our Inside the TARDIS Library segment, we listen to the War Doctor's first entry into the Big Finish universe. Yay! Yeah. So, Christmas specials in general. Um, there have been loads. Love them. Yes. And, uh, you know, we don't necessarily have to go through all of them, but we sort of have them listed out here. Yep. And I guess we'll just quickly just do the quick list here. So we have The Christmas Invasion, The Runaway Bride, Voyage of the Damned, The Next Doctor, The End of Time Part 1. A Christmas Carol, The Doctor, The Widow, and The Wardrobe, The Snowmen, The Time of the Doctor, Last Christmas, The Husbands of River Song, The Return of Doctor Mysterio, and twice upon a time. Sure. And now there have been other specials <clears throat> that have been, you know, special. There's a, I think Tenet had an Easter special. And I think, you know, he had a bunch of the movies. And then we had Resolution with the 13th Doctor. But, you know, Christmas specials is what we're talking about. So, so yeah, we're ignoring those. Exactly. So what do you think makes a Doctor Who Christmas special? Well, looking at the list, it's not always a clear-cut answer. Correct. Although I think that one of the things is, and again, you know, discounting things like the end of time part one. Right. A lot of times these are standalones mm-hmm. and take us out of the regular arc. Yes, the big bad, the big arc. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now it's seen for a lot of tens, and I'm looking at this as I say this. So, well, I say a lot. <laughs> the three of them. Um, usually involved uh, London. Usually involved Donna's father. His dad. A granddad. Yes. So, of course, there's only two that I don't know that I say. Because the Runaway Bride and then um, Voyage of the Damned um, tangentially. But anyway, you know, Donna and, and her uh, family. Uh, we watched The Christmas Invasion, which is, of course, the introduction of the Tenth Doctor. But that was also London-based. And Rose and her family. Right, and so the next Doctor was still London, if I believe correctly. Of course, that was 
Victorian era, um, but yes. still, uh, London, if I'm correct, maybe I'm wrong, but anyway. and uh, But we get, I mean, Victorian is sometimes a thing. That's right. So that's often where we go to. Mm-hmm. And then the end of time is sort of its own thing. Uh, with the 11th Doctor, we tend to get off of Earth. So Christmas carols, you know, off of Earth. Uh, of course, we then Although go- it's in off Earth Victorian times. <laughs> exactly. And, of course, we do go to the World War II era, as, as you know, we either go Victorian or World War II. Um, yep. World War II era with Dr. Widow Wardrobe, Snowman, Victorian yep. era. And at the time of the Doctor is its own thing. Of course, that's sort of the 11th Doctor's last mm. to do. So the town of Christmas was about as Christmassy as that got. Yes. So, but, you know, still. Yeah. It really wasn't that much Christmas. Well, I... I um, Clara was making Christmas dinner. Remember, she was trying to put the turkey into the TARDIS, cook it in the TARDIS, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then had her family and blah, 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 and Naked Doctor and all that. Um, and then with the 12th Doctor era, we have Last Christmas with Santa Claus himself. Oh, yeah. Um, we have the Husbands of River song, which isn't, uh, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it starts off with the 12th Doctor wearing the antlers. And so there are some Christmassy, you know, it's <clears throat> Christmas wherever the Doctor is, but it's... More of a holiday special than a Christmas yeah, special. Yeah, and family, yeah, certainly. That's true, yeah. And The Return of Dr. Mysterio really isn't... I don't know if there's any Christmas references in there. Very, very well, maybe. I just don't remember them. Yeah. And then Twice Upon a Time. I mean, they're in the South Pole. That's about as Christmassy yeah. as it gets for that one. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, of course, World War One, the Christmas armistice, obviously, at the end there. Yes. So that sort of brings it home there. So I know we went through a lot there, but anything that sort of... Ties them all out together? No. Right. Okay. <laughs> the answer is no. Not right. really. There are some themes mm-hmm. going... Well, family, you said. Family in a lot of ways. Going period in a lot of ways, whether it's on Earth or not. I guess in some ways, and you'd be, know this more than I, I guess what is Christmas? What is the culture of Christmas to the UK audience? Yeah, I don't know. I never spent a Christmas there. Oh, really? Oh, you all came home every time? I came home every I oh, came home every, I came home every time there were presents. <laughs> so I came home in December for Christmas uh-huh. and in August for my birthday. Okay. That was, That yeah. was it. So you never know. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, because it, it, again, we don't know from experience, but that, you know, the Doctor Who Christmas special is sort of part of the Christmas special is, is that, mm. you know, you know, you do your thing, watch the Christmas special, watch the Queen, call it a day. And then there you go. Then go on to Boxing Day. (laughs) Leftovers. Yay. Mm -hmm. So often we get some introductions or we get some endings, Mm -hmm. which obviously we won't be doing that necessarily for ours, you know, because we know, I mean, unless you wanted to start off with (laughs) it, but that'd be weird. Um, The introduction of the Ninth Doctor. Um, That'd be some really retconning there. Yeah, but it's not a bad. That's right. You just have uh, him waking up in the TARDIS. From being the war doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something to think about. I was thinking more mid-season, but, you know, we can yeah. mid-series, but we do whatever you want. Anything else that jumps out when looking at these titles? Um, A lot of times you get, I was going to say star casting. And, right. And I think I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. Um, stunt task casting? Maybe stunt <laughs> casting is a better way to put mm-hmm. it. Because, yeah, not always star, but it often, or not often, but in some cases doesn't. Um, revolve around Dr. Companion, or if it does, you know, like with um, Richard E. Grant. Mm-hmm, right. Um, yeah, and then you have, uh, 
I'm gonna mess it, this it, up. It's definitely about Clara. Uh-huh. That's certainly part of it, but at the same time, you've got your stunt casting. So you may be having another major character. Yes. So, you know, whether it's... Who's going to be a big name. Yeah, so the next Doctor... I'm going to get his name wrong. David Morrissey, is that right? Uh, Maybe. I can't remember. Yes, but, but anyway. Yeah. So the next Doctor, you know, you have a Sorry, m- I had to major other that. character there. Um, you have even the Runaway Bride. I mean, we didn't know Catherine Tate would be the <laughs> companion again. That's true, yeah. Yes, so. um, nobody knew that. Well, I mean, maybe some... I don't mm-hmm. think she knew. And then Voyage of the Damned, we get... Oh, Kylie Minogue, yes. of course. Yes. <laughs> And again, end of time doesn't really work. Though you do have the master. That's that's sort of different. A Christmas Carol. You have oh lordy, I'm blinking on his name. Of course, great British actor. But anyway, playing the Scrooge part. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a lot of good parts. You also have the Welsh Welsh singer. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, sorry, we just can't remember. Catherine, the names. Catherine, something. Now I feel bad. Yeah, sorry. the Doctor, the Widow, the Wardrobe. You yeah, again don't know actresses, but the mother plays a big role. Yep, and uh, the kids. guy from Pointless. There you go. Um, <laughs> That's a big role. He's is. also the voice of Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. That's right. Um, the Snowman, as you <laughs> said, Richard Grant. Of course, then you get the Clara. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, Time of the Doctor. No, that's pretty much them. I mean, yes, there's some casting, but uh, Last Christmas, you have, oh, you know, Santa Claus, whatever. Um, that's that uh, guy. Yes. <laughs> Nick. Nick something. Yeah, yeah. sorry. We we swear we know people and we're so, not recording. Simon Pegg's. Yeah, I know. BFF. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he has his own career, surely. Husbands of River Song. Of course, you're at River Song. I mean, that's yes. the big play there. And then Return of Doctor Mysterio, you, know, you get the, the, the guy and the girl and that one are the big people. Twice upon a time, you get the first Doctor. So, But yeah, so I, I guess if we're doing it, we should have another character who's a, a heavy. Is that something to think yes. about? Yes, okay. yes, yes. I feel like I should be taking notes. And again, let me reiterate, stunt casting. Right. Um, anything else that jumps out about what makes a Doctor Who special? I mean, does it have to snow at the end at some point? Is there does there have I to think be it snow? Needs to snow, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I'm going with snow. I'm, now I'm taking notes. Okay. Uh, I don't think. Well, does it snow in the Husbands of River Song? And of course, it, it, it doesn't is. actually snow in the Christmas Invasion. <laughs> it's <That's> ash, ash. <laughs> but it's it, yes. So um, yeah, I feel like what we 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 should have some crackers that are just snowing us. Yes, yes, handmade <laughs> with jokes. With j- bad. That's right. Jokes. So, like in um, uh, the time of the Doctor, you know, it's a town of Christmas, which I don't know. It's very tangential, but there's the part at the end where Old Doctor and Clara are opening the crackers because she has to help him open it, and he's disappointed that it's a poem instead of a joke. Yeah. So there you go. Well, that's a crappy thing to have a Christmas cracker. <laughs> crappy Christmas cracker. That's right. Right, so. so. You feel like we got some basics here? Yeah, I think so. All right, so let's go to our Ninth Doctor Christmas special. Okay. So let's talk cast. I mean, Ninth Doctor Christmas for Eccleston, you know, that's obviously the first name that's going to be whooshing by during the credits. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so where else? You know, like I said, you know, if we go with you at the beginning, we can have anyone. If we're doing more of a mid-series, certainly you would think Rose. And then are we pre-Captain Jack or post-Captain Jack or, you know, what are you thinking? I think this is a good Rose Captain Doctor. So you want the trio? I want the trio. Which we, which we you know, again, you know, the Ninth Doctor is so short, uh, series-wise, it's all, you can fool yourself by how short or how long things are, but really, if you count the two-parters, one, and then we watch Boomtown, after that's the two the last two episodes, I mean, that's the whole Captain yeah. Jack run of the, you know, yeah. so 
Um, so not long. So yeah, I do like the the trio, which we may think is longer than it actually was. So mm. yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, and then more chances for people to split up and have their own adventures. Yes. So location. So basically, Earth or not Earth. My my instinct is not Earth, but I'm open to thoughts. I can go with not Earth if it's still Victorian. <laughs> oh. uh, we could do Elizabethan. That's true. Well, cause, and, I, and I assume, you know, because Christmas is literally and figuratively Dinkensian, mm-hmm. you know, and so outside of that for British culture, I mean, you know, what are you doing? You're going to do like... Nazareth or you know Bethlehem or something you know that's you know um but yeah so you know it's I guess that's sort of the tradition if once you go off world but if if you do earth which I guess is fine I mean and you know better than me I would not I would want not London since we've done that a million times but then what would you do that sort of I don't know is there a time I mean I know it's the the history of the empire but I mean even if it's just the 150 years is there a particular place that has a sort of Christmas thing thing yeah, but if you want to get, you know, historical I mean, with if, if it. it's Chris, is there someplace in North? Can we go to Scotland or something? Oh, well, I was thinking, you know, you could do... I know he's not from Scotland. But uh, you know. William Wallace. Okay. Up in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do King Arthur. You Ooh. could go further back and do King Arthur. I like that. I like that. And so then it becomes Two, more of a winter solstice kind of celebration. So here's the thought. You said King Arthur. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of the Robin Hood episode with the Twelfth Doctor, right? Where he but argues. Better. No, obviously. I mean, that because but like you know, the whole time he doesn't believe that there's actually a Robin Hood. Mm. So here's I have two thoughts, and you can say what you want to do. So I like King Arthur. One. I like King Arthur too. He seemed like a good guy. Because I'm trying to think, is this was this, I don't know, something's nagging that the first Doctor went to Camelot, but I can't remember. So we're gonna not pretend like it's, it didn't happen. But anyway, so do we do the actual King Arthur, or do we go off Earth or not Earth and have an Arthurian locale? I think we go. We stick with Earth, but okay. simply because I like the idea of doing some sort of solstice thing Mm -hmm. instead of traditional christmas right and so maybe it's accidental you Mm -hmm. know they're they're off to celebrate christmas somewhere amazing and they're wearing their little paper tissue paper hats and things like that and step out into a completely different type of celebration Okay. No, I like that. Sorry, I was just Googling to make sure uh, King Arthur's not being used in Doctor Who. And I don't know there's been a references, but no, they've never been, as far as I can tell. So now, is it going to be the Arthurian legends that we know? Like, there's going to be, like, what we picture? Is it going to be more of a, probably a little more historic, not totally historic, but it'll be a little bit more different than what we remember. Yeah. Or what I, we think we know. I would not be sad to veer more towards the... Mists of Avalon by Marion Zimmer Bradley, uh, which gets a little bit more pagan about the whole thing. Okay. Oh, I can, and I could see, of course, I can picture the 12th Doctor more, but the 9th Doctor more where, you know, maybe there's different things that go on that are Christmas-y, but which are obviously are not, you know, it's pagan. And the Rose is like, oh, oh my God, they do this? And the Ninth Doctor's like, oh, what, you thought that started with, you know, Santa Cl- Father Christmas or something? You know, this yeah. is the, you know, you can do his sort of like, I know stuff kind of, yeah. you know, 
Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. So the King Arthur era is where we're setting this. Yes. So, as I put this to you, who plays King Arthur? Um. If now, I mean now, that's putting you on the spot. That's just you know because we presented this the King Arthur era. It doesn't necessarily have King Arthur. Cause, you know the. Galahad could be the main character. Yeah, probably no, I'm, I like well, Lancelot. Could, you I know, like whatever. King Arthur with maybe the Lady of the Lake rocking up at some point. Okay, um, who may be an alien? Who may or may not be an alien? Right. Ooh, mm, I like it. Right. I can work with this. Uh, my first instinct is always going to be well, probably not always Great. because no, I'm, I'm how already, often does this come up? I'm already picturing Captain Jack flirting with whoever you're going to cast oh, yeah, as King Arthur. Yeah, I'm thinking Charlie Hunt. Hunnan? Yeah, uh, he was in Queers Folk, and he was in Sons I don't know of the Anarchy. British, I don't know the British one. Oh, okay. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Okay. He was the lead character in Sons of Anarchy, and actually did play King Arthur in a movie that didn't go anywhere, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so we have Charlie Hunnam, if we're saying that right. Probably not. Um, as King Arthur, and... Yes. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of him on on uh, Wiki, and I was like, "Oh, he could be young King Arthur." But then I look; he's exactly the same age as I am, which is not young. Not young <laughs> at all. So, so he's mid reign um, as King Arthur. No, anyway, there, yeah, that's he was in Guy Ritchie's King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna which help. we've all heard about so, came out two years ago. So yeah, so this would come out in 2009. Yep. So this is how Guy would be like, "Oh, you know what." Uh, he was great in that. Yep. Yeah, and he'll also be younger at that point then. That's so true. he'll I, I would be um, 29. Be, yeah, I was going to say, he'll be 29 yeah, or 30. So, so. so still in my sexy time. Before now. <laughs> You're still in your sexy time <laughs> now, baby. All right, so Charlie Hoonan as King Arthur. I like it. So um, why why is the Ninth Doctor taking them there? Is it Rose wants to go someplace Christmassy or... Or he thinks it's a good place to go, or just the TARDIS, or is it the whole like we wanted to go this place? Yeah, and the TARDIS I think took it's, us here they instead. wanted to go somewhere Christmassy, and TARDIS sent them to right Avalon instead. Yes, and they actually yeah. Um, is that like a real? Pl- I'm sorry, that's a real place, or is it just a mystical? No, place? the um, the castle is. Sorry, people, I'm very ignorant about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, okay. bits and pieces. The uh, King Arthur's Round Table is actually hung in a cathedral in Winchester. Okay. Probably Winchester Cathedral. Mm-hmm. I assume that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've seen it. There you go. And what is the state of play in, in Camelot at this time, if we're going to use that phrase? You know, is it good times? Is it dark times? Are they in the middle of war? I think it's always a little bit of a dark time. Right. I just remember the, um, sorry, what little I do know, having read Once in Future King, and watched, of course, Sword in the Stone as the cartoon, which is basically the Once first third. Once in Future King, yeah. Once in Future King. Um, you know, there's the whole, like, oh, gosh, I'm going to get it all wrong. There was the the time of, oh, now I'm forgetting words. So, like, there's the time of chivalry, and then there was, like, the time of uh, law, and then it was sort of the time of, like, he just tried these different things of, like, what would work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so you're saying in the middle of war against not necessarily war i just think it's dark times dark times it's it's not a particularly i mean as long ago as it was i mean the time of chivalry is a very Mm -hmm. period idea right that probably wasn't true at the time to an extent yeah um (laughs) i think we've made it much more of that 
Yeah, and I thought, sorry, this is just me being nerding out for a second. I think the interesting thing that I have about this era is that because Rome fell, um, basically the church took over Rome's duty. I mean, I guess maybe that's why you want to call it Roman Catholic. But anyway, but like all the things that the empire did, like the basic things of life, like the welfare state that, that Rome provided was gone. And so the church, you know, then, you know, the Christian church took over that what what rome was providing and so that's why it became such a church dominated time just because like the state wasn't available anymore because it fell so then the church became powerful and was providing everything and so it was just sort of a different time because i guess there wasn't necessarily but, and a political is, thing yeah but this is also yeah. still very much in the in between right it is still very pagan right but like yeah, especially this area <laughs> yes yes yeah yes Quite the church hadn't caught, caught caught up yet north. Right. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. So dark times. Dark times. Um, dark so times. the TARDIS arrives with our trio. Um, I don't know some hijinks. I'm sure ensue with them. You know, uh, they get. You know, you know. I feel like the arrow going through the TARDIS has happened a few times, but you know something happens, and where they get caught and they get brought before the. Okay. Here's a question. Okay. <laughs> is there a Merlin or does Doctor become Merlin? Ooh. Ooh, I kind of like Doctor becoming Merlin. Because I, you know, and this is just me spitting stuff out here. It's kind of cliche, but I'm going for it. So the way I'm seeing splitting people up. So the Doctor becomes Merlin. I mean, it doesn't literally have to say Merlin, but it can be whatever. So where he's advising Arthur about the dark times. Which or I'm, the Doctor's always been merlin and king arthur recognizes him and the doctor's like yeah i've stopped by here a few times <laughs> you know he's sort of helping out arthur is sort of his role in the story for you know we can talk about what or do we even have to be specific but anyway he's helping out arthur and then R rose and jack either go together in another part or they separate and do some other stuff i think separate okay um, I would put Jack with the knight. Yes. Because of course. That's everything Jack wants for Christmas. <laughs> and he can make that com <laughs> comment. You know, oh, Christmas came early for me. <laughs> Prince um, Albert in a can. <laughs> yeah. And Rose is either So Sir Jack at some point here. Yep. Rose is either with Guinevere. Uh-huh. Or, or Morgan Le Fay. I'm thinking Morgan Le Fay because I feel like we have to get her to the villain side somehow. Okay, I mean, you know, just don't get kidnapped. That's a trope, I know. But just something happens where either they get separated, maybe they get separated early on, you know, when the TARDIS arrives, you know, which often happens in, in all of who. I was going to say classic who, but all who, you know. And basically, you know, Doctor and Jack go one direction, Rose goes one direction, and, you know, she gets caught up with Morgan, not knowing. Cause, I don't know because we can figure out what's bad. You know, you know, we can. I was, I was just yeah. going to object yeah. to the automatic Morgan Le Fay well, I know, as I know. the villain. No, no, I know, but so, um, so just because people were scared of strong, powerful women <laughs> didn't make them bad guys. So, but yeah, and so then you know, uh, Jack and and the Doctor get caught up with the uh, Camelot and seeing what's happening and. And the doctor figures out if he gets close with Arthur, he can help figure out what his problem is. And maybe that'll help find Rose. But it sends Jack out to go with the knights to go. And, and maybe that's the issue mm -hmm. is that there are not necessarily a war, but Arthur and Morgan Le Fay are at odds, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. Um, and so Arthur th sees Morgan Le Fay as a villain. Mm -hmm. 
Rose uncovers deeper truths, quote unquote. This is a trope in Doctor Who, but so I'm trying to figure out how to make it something different. But they're, and maybe we don't get the reveal until later. They're both going after this treasure. Um, and Arthur's like, oh, well, you know, she finds. Like a grail of sorts? Maybe. <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not yet. Just something. You know, yeah. and they can call it whatever they want. Like, it's going to be kind of murky, but like, spoiler alert, at the end, it's going to be like a meteor that's fallen. And it's going to be alien something, something. Um, and, oh God, it's going to be so trope. But this is, as I said, this is what it's going to be. But, like, you know, Arthur's like, oh, well, she gets it. You know, bad things will happen and da-da-da. And, and maybe the doctor's either, you know, helping him strategize or maybe he's being like, oh, you don't know. You know, or, you know, whatever. But Jack and the knights are going to try and sally forth and, and find it before they do. Whereas Rose and with Morgan, you know, and she's sort of explaining, you know, all the good things she could do if she finds this treasure, you know. Help the people. That's right. Maybe. Morgan Le Fay's a socialist. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> and you know, because so I, I don't know all the... Free university. Politics between her and Arthur would be, but, you know, what, what she would claim is the differences. and But she explains to Rose, and Rose is on her side. But maybe, like, you know, spoiler at the end, they find that it's not a treasure, but maybe it's a, a baby. I mean, an alien baby. Ah, oh, see the Christmas. I, yeah, I'm doing, look I'm doing at it. You. And look so, at you. and so, at the end, either the doctor takes it home to its people, or you know, it gets raised as human. Or I don't know. I, that's as far as I've gotten. Because mm, maybe, and again, this. So, I don't know. Again, so like the at the end, we know this, but so like the meteor's fallen, and it's an alien baby. Just whether it's like fell out of the nursery ship or something, or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, like but, the the adipose. Yeah, but the, there's some protections that are around it. Either like it's automated. So the suggestion is that the baby is Superman. Right. Basically. Okay. Right. Got it's it. Super girl. <laughs> I don't know Supergirl's history. I, don't I just I know that it. Superman. I have seen the movie several times. Crashed but it's been a while. in an egg yes. thing. Yes. And I'm pretty sure I saw it at a drive-in. <laughs> um, and that's dated. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. <laughs> but like, because I'm trying to think of like adversity and conflict where they have to fight like robots or something. I don't know, whatever. And but it's just sort of the automated system, which you know is we think it's bad, but it's just the automated system protecting our baby, mm. for waiting for the parents to come. And like I said, either the parents come or they help the parents come, or the doctor takes it home, or they just raise it there as human. Or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Call it Grail. Yeah. Did Merlin have any children? Maybe. He's, no. Okay. I was trying to think it could be the next sorceress. Yeah. And Camelot or something. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, again, the mythology gets a little muddied, but theoretically, Galahad mm -hmm. is Lancelot's son. Right. And so, if you run, again, the timelines yeah, yeah. rarely work because then you've got all of the knights of the round table and look, there's Lancelot and Galahad and... Yeah, okay. Now, um, I'm almost, again, this is being too cute, but that's what we're going to do here. I also wonder if there's actually not a Lancelot and it bothers them and they figure out at the end Jack's Lancelot. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh -huh. uh, but then he's got to get all flirty with Guinevere, whom we haven't yet seen. Right. So she might not actually exist. Right. But, uh... Well. <laughs> Go on. No, I was just trying to think, what's a, what's a Guinevere 
Galahad. Was there a, a male name that that could possibly have been changed to Guinevere over time? <laughs> I don't know. And then so like Jack's flirting with this other knight who's actually, I mean, I'm not, you know, to go that way, but like or who's Arthur's actual plus one. <laughs> Shield brother. Yeah. Shield brother. And Jack's flirting with as Lancelot. And, I uh, think that probably gets a little murky with the mythology. Well, you know, you know there's yeah. a lot of whitewashing, darling. Yeah, I mean, I just like the idea of Lancelot pining over Guinevere and Jack pining over Lancelot, and, <laughs> you know, and then Jack being like, you know, three of <laughs> I know. Then why choose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which then gives Arthur the idea, and so then it stops being a love triangle and starts being... I don't know about you, know. you kids, but I go with the King Solomon method. <laughs> <laughs> no reason to split the baby in two. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we digress. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like it. I like it so far. Yeah, we got a solid start here. So, anything? So, I'm trying to think of the thing we've talked about. So, about family. How how is this going to be about family? Because Arthur and remind me, what's their relationship? Aren't they step brother? Or am I making that up in my head? I think they're half siblings. Mm-hmm. Arthur and Morgan Le Fay in most of the mythology. So, do they figure out that their conflicts are really just two sides of the same coin, or? Yeah, I think so. Over the baby in yeah. the egg. And, you know, maybe they're, uh, the, they come together to agree because maybe each of them has something that the doctor needs to send the baby back. Uh huh. And so. Oh, uh, like maybe, and again, I'm stretching this. Whatever crashed, you know, it broke in twain, as things do, you know, and so Arthur has this piece. And maybe it's like helping him guide, like it's an alien technology. He doesn't know what to do with it. The doctor figures out, oh, I can use this to help find the thing. And then I don't know, I don't you know, Rose isn't definitely the technical person, but maybe it looks like a cell phone or something, and she figures yeah. it out or something, and that's also a thing, and it comes together, and yeah, um, and and it could be like again, uh, plotting. What's the word? Breaking, breaking the story, you know. And I don't know how many acts a Christmas special has, but. Three fourths of the way, it can come out that it's a it's a baby or alien baby, but that can still be plotting of like, oh, well, what I could do with that, you know, maybe it has some powers and I could. Use. Well, and they also they both have these things mm-hmm. that they see as very valuable, uh-huh. and they don't want to give those things up. Because I'm trying to think, because Arthur has his knights and and court. Like, what does Morgan have? Does she have an army? Does she have a? She has acolytes. I think. That's I what think I'm saying. It's, it's sort of a yeah. It could be like a church state thing where she's kind of almost the pagan and he's more of the state. And yeah. So they're both. I mean, I'm not saying you have to get deep into that argument, but that that that's what they represent, and so they're it's against each other, but that they can come together at Christmas. I don't know. Whatever message you want to do there. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I can get behind that. Sure. Okay, so family. What else did we say? Stunt casting. So we have your Arthur. So who's playing Morgan? I mean, it's early days. We could totally have uh, Jody. <laughs> Wasn't she in Doctor Who before? Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she'd be all young. I mean, uh, she'd be fine. She'd be young. Yeah. But that'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, anyone just, you know, 10 years younger. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, who else? I mean, who else is that I don't age? know. Was Kate Blanchett, Emma Thompson? I don't know. There's two big t- names in 2000. Emma Thompson, I think, would still be too old to to go with the siblings no she could be older but yes okay kate blanchett maybe mm-hmm. uh who who played in the bodyguard who was the main yeah i don't know okay what her name is mm-hmm. i feel like we ought to find a place you for richard it. madden <laughs> well we need some women we need some women 
Right, but we need knights. <laughs> Richard Madden could be the... One um, of the knights? Yeah. Lancelot, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what about the woman from Game of Thrones? Yeah, I don't know any other names. No. Yeah. I don't either. I should do. I know uh, Amelia, Emily, Emma, 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 Clark. Yeah, too young. Yeah, I know. That's the only one I know. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking of Cersei. Mm-hmm. The tall one. No. Uh-huh. Not the really tall one. Okay, then I don't know. Like I said. She would have been. She'd be too young as well. That's. But yeah. So yeah, this is. Uh, I don't know. You'll. Well, we'll have to submit it, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we just need you guys to come up with this for us. Yeah. Who would be? I am completely blanking on interesting choices. Because I think you know, not too big, but big. Size. Yeah. Medium. Yeah. Medium stars. Yeah. The BBC has to afford them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a two thousand nine, whatever you think would. Uh, because um, I don't know what Charlie was doing, but I don't think he'd be too expensive at that moment. No, I don't think he's too expensive still, probably. <laughs> All right, so we've done families. So is does it snow in Avalon? Or will yeah. it snow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we get together. We're family after all. Do you, do you want to, we don't have to resolve it. How do you think it resolves? I think with the alien baby. I, I think they send the baby back. Okay. I think they, the, that each side gives up their valuable piece. Uh-huh. They send the baby back. Maybe it beams just, you know, yep, and it's, yep, the parents pick possibly, it up. Yep. And then I think that, because mm, I it, want a feast. Yeah, well, that, we do you that. you got to have a feast at the end. But I'm not sure. But I do think that ultimately Arthur and Morgan Le Fay have to go their separate ways again. Right. I was actually thinking, I don't know how you would work work this because um, i feel like it's a cheat to go to camelot because that's arthur's place you have to compromise mm. so maybe it's sort of a feast where you are and so it's some neutral territory i don't know you know maybe it's a, some parlay point that they have or something i don't know and that's where they end up having the feast um and then you know the, the doctor introduces crackers to pagan <laughs> avalon which uh, causes them to freak out when they make those pop pop noises just like it makes the americans freak out now that'd be fun yes since gunpowder wasn't around yet for them they wouldn't you know freak out too much so um still loud noises exactly yo. exactly no it's all right it's all right yeah <laughs> jack is sharing his crowns with that anyway yeah, yeah. Uh, jack is sharing more than that yo. <laughs> You just see, like, one of the knights wearing his jacket or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we got family. We have stunt casting that y'all are going to help us with. We have snow. We have crackers now that we've done that. So, yeah. So I, I think that's, a, you know, that's a pretty rough skeleton, but I think it's a pretty good job. Yep. So do you, we have a title. So if you want to look at your, there's your other titles there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that those would be helpful. The Snows of Avalon. I don't know. Uh, the Treasure. The Treasure of Avalon. Maybe. Because we don't know. I mean, you could call it a grail. Okay. The grail of Avalon. I mean, I just, you know, you you tell me what the... I'm trusting you more than me at this time. Yeah. 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 I think you could call it that. Okay. All right. I like it. They just think it's the grail. That's and they just, It's the grail, the grail, the grail. No, mm. it's not. You know, it fell as, it, you know, from the stars. It was prophesized by whatever. Yep. So, yeah. Somehow... <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what Merlin would have actually looked at that time. So, like, it somehow, you know, that gets outfitted with that, you know, uh, whatever the Merlin outfit would be. You know, he doesn't do it on purpose, but that's just sort of what Arthur gives him or something. Yeah. It gets wet and he has to wear robes or exactly. something. Yeah. <coughs> so, anyway, yeah. Funny, funny, funny. I like it. I like it. All right. Any final thoughts on uh, 
the Grail of Avalon? No, I'm pretty pleased with it. Awesome. All right. Well, with that, let's go into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. So we are going to talk about Big Finish's first entry with... The War Doctor. Yes. So we're going to talk about, um, from the box set, Only the Monstrous, which came out in December of 2015. We're going to talk about one episode. That's the only one we listened to, so deal with it. Um, (laughs) We listened to The Innocent. So would you like to read that synopsis? Yes, please. As the Daleks mass their time fleet for a final assault assault on Gallifrey, something ancient is waiting for them at Omega One, and a sacrifice must be made. Arch manipulator and Time Lord strategist Cardinal Alistra receives shock news of the Doctor's death. Meanwhile, on the planet Keska, a parochial war has returned to plague a peaceful civilization after decades of tranquility. But how can such a war have any connection with the Great Time War, which, at any one moment in the whole of eternity, could threaten to tear the universe apart? If only the Doctor were still alive. Don't call me that! So, of course, this is uh, starring John Hurt as the War Doctor. Yes. So what did you think of John's audio? I don't know if it's his debut, but at least the debut is the War Doctor. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Mm-hmm. I find the, the War Doctor very interesting because yes. we know so little. Yeah, and it, it is an interesting mix. You know, he is sort of cranky like the first Doctor, but for reasons, obviously. You know, he's, mm. he's, he's a warrior. He's had to deal with a lot of blank, um, and you know, and it's sort of interesting, especially near the end of this episode, because it's actually it's a, it's a it's not it's not a bad episode, but it's necessarily not a lot happens. Yes, that's um, true. And, you know, it's sort of at the beginning. You, you have the sacrifice of the two. I don't know if you call them time lords, but the other two time lords. The Doctor rescues them. You know, the Daleks, quote unquote, are are defeated. I'm sure that are really not, but that's what we're led to think. And then the doctor goes on this other planet, Kestra or whatever it's Keska. called. Keska. And then he basically, through a series of whatever, helps them against their war. And then that's like the first half. And the second half is just like him lying around. <laughs> throwing, throwing his friend Rejoice in the, ro- in the water because right. she wants to call him the doctor. Right. Don't call me that. Yes. Very um, much doesn't want to be called the doctor because he doesn't consider himself the doctor. Right. And so it's, it's almost more, this episode I think is almost more of a character episode, uh, which is not a complaint, but it is what it is. And so uh, you have Rejoice is the name of the companion, which I'm like, at no point they, I always feel like, the, you don't have to explain that name, but I'm like, you have to explain that name. But, <laughs> so, yeah, but, I can't figure out, is she on a commune of some sort? <laughs> well, she is very... Hippy-dippy. He very is hippy-dippy. Not a bad way, a very yeah, refreshing yeah. way for the doctor, because he's like, why are you so nice? Because you know, he's basically literally and figuratively his nurse. Um, and so, you know. Yeah, because cause this is, it's fairly long drawn out. Yeah. Like, he goes to sleep and wakes up and says, how long have I been asleep? And she's like, oh, a hundred sunrises yeah, or something, yeah. you know. So, yeah. There's, uh, so far, we don't have any indication of how long he has been on Keska. Mm-hmm. But it's a while, yes. while he heals. So, yeah. I thought it was it was very interesting. And then you have... As the doctor often does when Gallifrey's still around, dealing with the uh, 
Gallifreyan um, crazy time lords, yeah, exactly. The, the people in charge, and that's where you have the cardinal who it doesn't play a huge role, at least in this episode. But judging from the credits in the box package, she will later. Well, I suppose she does that at the end, you know, she takes the doctor, so or the war doctor. <laughs> don't call no, me I know, no, I don't want to say call. Uh, <laughs> but to me, and it, this might be just psychologically, I first I thought John took a while to warm up. And this is just me, probably me projecting. So at the beginning, I was like, oh, he's, he's all right. He's not really. But I think like by like halfway through, he did, he definitely felt the character a little bit more. So like I said, yeah, he's 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 begrudgingly has let in rejoice a little bit into his hard shell exterior of. Wanting, After throwing her off a yeah, boat. Wanting to be left alone because he has to do all the bad things in order to. But it's also trying to figure out the character because. You know, the Eighth Doctor was the one who wanted to stay out of the war. But the War Doctor, is, by his nature, is in the war. Because that's his whole... He's a warrior. That's the whole reason he... You know, the Eighth Doctor regenerated as the War Doctor. But he's sort of taking a, a vacation from the war. Um, we, it was sort of more Eighth doctor but I... You know... Well, and I, I sort of feel like we're building up to an apex. Right. I know this is only the first episode, you know, box sets. No, but I mean of the war. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And so this may be the war doctors, uh, a burdened with glorious purpose moment. Mm -hmm. You know, he knows what he's going to have to do, but doesn't want to. Because also this weird moment where they think the dogs have been defeated. I mean, I think the doctor's a little, or the war doctor's a little, you know, he's skeptical. But. Well, but the cardinal says fairly quickly, this is just, they will come back. They will regroup. Mm -hmm. This has just bought us some time. Right. And so, again, it feels like he knows what he has to do. He really doesn't want to. He is taking this time to, to have that temper tantrum for lack of a better word you know i don't <laughs> yeah. want to do it i don't want to do it i know i have to but i don't want to right. and that's what this is is what it feels like to me or what it felt like to me because it also seems like he's a victim of his own success because the cardinal sees or see again it's only the first episode and we'll probably want cardinal sees to see him as a very valuable weapon and so you know oh the doctor's dead i mean she's obviously there's a lot of posturing she's doing she's obviously the the bad the bad politician um that usually plays these roles but anyway but She's like, oh, no, you have to come back. You have to come back. Cause, you know, and, but I feel like the war doctor is obviously fighting in his own way, not in Gallifrey's way necessarily. Mm. But, yeah. So that'll be interesting. Cool. Yep. Looking forward to seeing what happens next. All right. Well, with the next week, it will be October. And that yes. means we're going to start talking about... The Tenth Doctor. That's right. So I recently got. Well, I say we. We, we were. It's marital property. Uh, we recently got the. I mean, if we get divorced, you can probably take all the cartoons. Okay, um, but we recently got the uh, complete David Tennant collection. Oh no, that I'm keeping. I'll see. There you go. Yeah. The story changes. No, no, you get um, the cartoons. Because <laughs> I see we're talking about the animated Tenth Doctor. Exactly, which I've never you seen before. You can take that. I keep David Tennant. <laughs> does does uh does his wife know about this whatever okay. she can come visit <laughs> but yeah so we got the complete david Tennant collection on blu-ray and so yeah it's and, and part of that is the animated collection which i've never seen i've I've, mm. I've heard of it but i've never seen it so we're gonna 
talk about it next week. We're going to be watching Dreamland yep. and, and The, the Infinite, Infinite Quest. Quest. Yes, that's, and so we will have completed our animated trilogy with the first Ninth Doctor. Oh, yes. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. And now Dreamland and The Infinite Quest. So it should be, I think one of them has Martha, I think. I think. I don't know. But we'll see. So, yeah, something to look forward to as we talk all things Tenth Doctor for October. Excellent. Well, thanks, as always, to Wally and the Sononoth per- for providing us with their jazz Doctor Who theme tune. And until next week, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time, time and space. This is BBC Television.